0: you guys if you guys were any more in sync oh my god episode 55 la is our house and we're still not in sync at the beginning of the show all right so here we are with david what's up and lewis
1: what's up guys welcome back
0: Welcome back. This is Bobby. We're over here laughing our asses off. Okay, so we have a few things to go over today. I know we're going to be talking about a few things with Galaxy, some signings, some people leaving, uh, the U.S. Men's National Team, the first game from Bruce... When, uh, I'm tongue-twisting tongue myself, tongue-tying. I can't even speak. Uh, Bruce Arena's uh, first game. With the U.S. Men's National Team, and then if we get there, Lewis is dying, salivating of talking about the CONCACAF Champions League format change. His favorite, his favorite subject, I think.
1: No, I was gonna talk about the Copa Libertadores, which has started already.
0: Yay! Oh, I'm sorry. Let's see. Well, if it was in the notes,
1: if it was in the notes, we would have done. But it's not, so it's too late.
0: Yeah, damn it. All right, let's start over and count it off again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's not go down that road. That
0: took us like 15 minutes. Yeah, man. We don't know how to
2: count, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> to be fair, we're not good at counting. Yeah, None of us are
0: mathematicians.
1: Yeah. We shouldn't be using decimals in our countdown.
0: We can't even freaking count off a rocket, man. <laughs> Oh boy. All right.
1: Do we get started? Alright, let's start so with Let's, galaxy.
0: Get, let's yeah. get started. Let's All get right. Start. So since we last can let's get it started. Uh, oh no. I, I will drive to Palmdale.
2: <laughs> you will not.
0: You bitch so much like one time you fucking drove out here for someone else.
2: No, I drove out there for you. Late at night. No, you did Sam. Late at night I drove out there for you to help you
0: move. Move oh, yeah, some that's stuff. True. You started making it sound like there was some affair happening. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> no, no, no. Although, although to be, <laughs> <You> sound disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> although
2: to be fair, to be fair, the this fake affair that we're just talked about just now is more exciting than Showtime's The Affair, which is a boring show. Ooh, so boring. Okay. I
0: actually been wanting to
2: check that out eventually. It, it gets real boring. Um, Mc, McNutty is is uh, is is. Unredeemable. Is it not enough Not enough sexy He's, time? Eh, it's boring. All right, all right. We're, no, all right we, so we're, we didn't we're, start a podcast of so HBO speaking, shows. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, that's another podcast. Uh, speaking of sexy time, um, I'm sorry to say, guys, uh, the Galaxy has gotten a little less sexy since we last convened. Alan Gordon has been traded to the Colorado Rapids. Or, no. sorry, he was a free agent, and he go. has signed with the Colorado Rapids. There you go. That's more accurate. Uh, I mean, you know, good, <laughs> good, good, for Gordon. Um, he obviously, um, he's a fan favorite much like AJ is, oh, was, yeah. but you know, Gordon Gordon is also the type of guy who's bounced around over the years. Uh, you know, he was with San Jose, he was with Chivas but USA. But he was with a constant Cali. Uh, he was with, He was in Portland.
1: didn't we have a love, hate relationship was when it? he first came, well, he came back the second time around.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: it's like, you know, he had to win us over again and he did. Uh, yeah. but uh, no one's gonna be too upset about this. We all knew that this was coming and uh, we, we yeah. accepted it. You know, he was getting up there in age, and uh, it's a one
0: year contract, right? I believe
1: it's a one year yeah. contract, so yeah, but you know, we wish him luck. Uh, always gonna be part of the Galaxy family. Uh, don't score against us, please, uh, which you know, he will, which you know, he will in the 91st mm, minute. He'll head it in, you know, he'll head it in. Yeah,
2: it'll so. definitely be a stoppage time goal.
1: Yeah, N- not gonna lie. uh as a neutral, you're gonna love that uh, the aerial battle between him and uh, Van Dam when the you know the time comes. So that's, oh, that's gonna be fun. That's
2: gonna be so much oh, that fun. Will be oh my good. gosh! Yeah. I hope so. And again, you know, but he may. Sorry, be on Gordon, the bench, but so. I'm rooting for Van Dam here. Uh, yeah, 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 there's uh, there's no doubt there. I so love
1: you though. So all right, we.
2: All right. Well, there, there, that, that's <laughs> that. that. Well, <laughs> <there's> that. <laughs> so is there? So we last week we talked about Jao Pedro, uh, but this week we have a new DP. Uh, Sign just was it this morning? It was actually it? Uh, uh,
1: this morning. It was officially announced. This morning yes, officially it was announced the, on the
2: January thirty first. The name that we had all talked about for like I don't know two months at this point. No, no, no it, hasn't it has been not long. been that long. <laughs> no,
1: it seems like 1.5. It, it. Okay, it maybe actually, like I, maybe
2: like three weeks. Yeah, uh, it had to be
1: even less than a month? Like <laughs> we were all. Uh, we're on the uh, orehane or no, the whitebird all of a sudden alessandrini came in we're like what the heck who's this you know but uh no
2: oh, he was one of the he, no 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 when jao pedro came in we're like oh no that's right it was who the, the hell is this guy who, yeah like <laughs> where, where did he come from that's right he's that's not right. an irishman and he's not uh who's the other guy he's not a ruben a ruben i don't
1: even know if that's accurate ah he's from aruba would from aruba there you go Would have been
2: pretty cool to have a guy from aruba on our team but yeah whatever uh, so, the Galaxy have signed uh, Romain Alessandrini to a DP salary, $2 million contract. Uh, I think it's for three years? Three
1: years is... It, it's nothing official. I don't think it's actually... Uh, uh, has officially come out yet, but people are saying three years as of yeah. right now.
2: Um, hmm. The dude is supposedly a speedy winger. He never really lived up his, to his potential at Merse- uh I mean, at... Uh,
1: where is he from? Marseille.
2: Marseille, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but um, you know, he comes to this league. Uh, he is a. Uh, he is a. He's he's got a beard, very much like Legget. So I think that the two of those guys with GO <laughs> they look like brothers. Yeah, oh, the two, yeah, the two of those guys with Geo so probably the, can. Uh, so the
1: sexiness that Gordon left is uh, filled in by us. Well, maybe, maybe we. I thought to, so. Yet,
2: yet to be seen, but uh, <laughs> you know, with with like I, I was so. saying with uh, Gio and. Um, and LeJet and Jao Pedro, we could probably start a boy band to get, uh, you know. <laughs> I was going to throw Jermaine Jones in there, but he's too old to be a boy band. He could be their manager. There you go. I don't know. What do you guys think about this signing?
1: Um, I like it. Uh, I, like I don't it. know too much about the player. Um, but as far as what we need on the team, um, and it kind of seems to fit uh, everything that we needed. We've been looking for a winger. Uh. Someone that's going to go up and down the flanks. So we haven't had one in ever or a very very long time. So Probably we finally since got a natural. Chris Wilhelmson? Our, our, uh, Christian Wilhelmson. Maybe, but even then, I wasn't. I mean, wasn't any, you know, big name there. But uh, so we got a natural uh, winger. Um, so we, not sure how true this is. We've been hearing stuff about uh, he. Wasn't really a fan favorite back at Marseille. Uh, Fans weren't really too happy with his. uh, I don't even think it was his performance. It was more about about his um, personality, his uh, off field uh, comments. Uh, He was very critical of Marseille's coach, which is Marcelo Bielsa. And in a lot of circles, Bielsa is considered untouchable. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know exactly what the criticism was about. Uh, but whenever a player is playing, is currently playing under a coach, no matter what that criticism is, whether he's right, whether it's legitimate, whether he has a case, whether we agree, that's never a good thing. Uh, not while you're still playing under that coach. Never, ever a good thing. Um, so my question is, or one of the question marks, if, if this is true, if he is able to criticize uh, uh, a coach of Bielsa's stature, uh, what's he do with Kurt Anolfo?
2: Right. Yeah. It's, it's, gonna, <laughs> you like, know, uh, Hey, <laughs> Hey, uh, Hey, uncle Kurt. Yeah. I, I'm just going to drink your beer, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that's actually one of my main concerns. I don't even know if it should, if it should be a concern. I don't know how true that is about, you know, uh, if, if it's true about the whole Bielsa thing, um, but it kind of just seemed like he wasn't even happy at Marseille. So, uh, as far as his potential, if a player is unhappy where he is, he's not going to perform.
0: Plain right. simple. Yeah. He's going
1: to need to change a venue. So, he's got it now. He get he gets a fresh start. Um, he has a chance to, I guess you can say what, resurrect a career. I don't know if it's, you know, if his career is in shambles uh, right yeah, now.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's in shambles. I think uh, I think now's a good time to
0: sort it's of really different. maybe it's maybe, kind maybe of prove a himself. rebirth. Yeah, well,
2: maybe maybe prove himself. That he's a, a quality player. Um, he's in
0: a whole new world. Yeah, he's in a, whole new a new world. fantastic point really great from The he, first he's few games, and that's saying
1: it. Everything that a new player is supposed to say. I'm excited to be here. Uh, he said that the galaxy is the best team in the United States. Uh, the main goal here. Right. The main goal here is. Like to... like to win, uh, to win a championship, uh, his personal goal is to score the goals uh, as many as he can. So he's saying all the things that obviously he has all the to, cliche and things and all the of course. all the things he's supposed to say, all the things that fans want to hear. Uh, I'm not gonna quite eat it up yet because you know I'm gonna reserve judgment until you know we see what happens, uh, during the regular season. But again, 27 year old, he's in his prime. Um, the from what I'm hearing, he, he's a guy that's going to go right at defenders. So uh, I think the only person that was doing that, uh, and it was even sporadically at the time, was uh, was legit exactly, and Zardis would Maybe. do it.
2: Maybe Boateng, but not really.
1: But, yeah, it was usually like I get stopped. uh, He's defending. Let's go back and regroup. So, (laughs) you know, uh, here's a guy who, you know, might uh, spread the field a little bit more and open up. So I'm kind of excited for this. But, you know, I'm not going to say that, oh, this is exactly what we needed. Like, this is the savior. This is the guy, you know. But I I do think that he's going to.
0: No, there is no savior in this team it has it's 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 a full team i mean it's not a full like a perfect well, team as, but I mean, every, every every player has its right its well place as far as stature piece. goes is that There's no i savior think that reserves here. to
1: geo i think Gio is supposed to be the man this year uh, i of don't course. even think he
0: would be the savior but i hope he has to be but well, his role right now he we got rid of keys so that Gio can step up
1: so he has to step up so he's the one that has to be scoring
0: goals we may see we may we may see good uh performance by zardis as well if we don't see it from Gio. Well, we
1: hope that they complement each other up top. Uh, because mm. Art is going to be moved up top with all the midfielders that we got now. So there's no reason to put him on the wing anymore. And so hopefully he'd, uh,
0: I he does a very well aggressive. with Gio. We'll, we'll hope
1: that that's the case. Um, what do you guys think about him being assigned the DP contract? I hear a lot of stuff on social media and I might touch on this about how it, it's not man. happy that we're signing a DP that nobody knows about.
2: Well, I mean, to be fair, um, you look at a guy. You look at other guys around the league that have uh, signed DP contracts. I mean, we all we have all complained about the Galaxy going after Gerard and the you know and and. Um, Ibrahimovic and, and guys that, uh, you know, Schweinsteiger, mid-30s. which was a rumor. You know, mid-30s guys who were names, who, you know, who have big names, who have played on uh, big European teams. This is a guy who is not that big of a name, but the Galaxy, according to uh, Pete Vianis, he was their number one target for this offseason.
1: Which is interesting when I heard that. Very yeah. interesting since nobody yeah. ever actually, you know, uh, had heard. And it was like, while I think it was during the... I uh, can't remember if it was during the Breinberg or the Ora rumors. Uh, it was Brandberg, yeah. It was uh, uh, you know, rumors. all of a sudden, this guy, this name, gets thrown in, and we're like, "Wait, wait, what?" And we thought it was yeah. maybe like, "Okay, that's the second thought." We're focusing on either the the Breinberg or Ora uh, rumor, and for him to come out, this was our number one target this whole time. You know, I'll take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, you know, it's the thing. It's the thing, <laughs> it's you, the say thing you say to it. make the exactly. to make the player yeah.
2: feel important. Um, and judging from the from the like introduction video. That they gave him, it's one of the ones that was very similar to the one that they gave Landon Donovan. They they to they they're they're putting this guy front and center. He's the guy that they're gonna sort of market behind him, Geo, uh, Zardes, Jermaine Jones. Like those are all marketable guys. So having having this type of player um, go out there, what I was what I was getting to is just because he's kind of a no name doesn't necessarily mean that's something that um doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve the dp status. Now again, the dp status is based on salary. salary that's exactly. the only thing yes. really it's based on. Yeah, I I mean, a actually... lot of a lot of people say oh it's a marketing thing too and it's a like level of player. Sure, of course that's what the salary indicates. Right. You're not going to play you're not going to pay a guy who's just okay and you know or expect him to be just okay and then give him a, a, a dp salary. That goes hand in hand. You paid the big money to the player who's supposed to be a big player. Having said that, just because we've never heard of this guy, and I know Lewis loves to speak on, uh, will speak on this point, is, uh, you know, not a lot of U.S.-based soccer fans knew who Nicholas Lodero was. Not a lot of U.S. soccer fans knew who uh, Piatti was. Um, you know, guys, guys of that caliber... I'm not saying that Alessandrini has the It's yet to be seen. Is yet to be seen what this guy's gonna bring, but you know, I think that's the type of player that the Galaxy was looking for and they've gone and signed a guy like that. That's a guy that we've all been talking about, wanting asking to get for. been asking for, having uh albeit we've been asking for that player from South America, this guy's from France, whatever. Whatever. You know, it's it's that's the type of player they 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 sign, and I think that's you know that's what we're getting. So the yeah, you know per-
1: personally, I have no problem uh, giving this guy a DP contract. And when we were addressing the the rumors about the uh, the all the names that are being thrown out there, uh, I think we had said here that the, the most likely to be a DP is Alessandrini. And I'm not basing that based on skill. I'm basing that on where he played. He played in one of the top five leagues in the world. He was he a start- played in age he was a, he was a starter he's in his pro- in the prime of his career he uh was playing on a team in France that isn't in the relegation zone or just climbed up from relegation you know he, he's gonna be uh, I'm sorry uh, Marseille is gonna be somewhere up there in the top five at least and is coached mm-hmm. by one of the best coaches in the world in Marcelo bielsa so just based on that alone, you gotta figure that this guy is probably not making two hundred thousand a year over there, <laughs> where we can just offer him some uh, tam. Yeah, I think he got he got
2: a a bit of a bump, but yeah, I think he got he was a bit making of a like bump. One point two million or something like and that. And then
1: I think we bumped it up to two, um, which kind of expected. Uh, I, I'm okay with it. Um, I don't. Uh, I said it. I don't really necessarily need a big name. Um, I know, and what David said, and I I was going to make this point, what the definition of a designated player is a player who goes above the salary cap. Has nothing to do with skill. This is what fans interpret it as. Fans interpret a designated player as the best player or one of the best players on your team, and it's going to score nothing but, you know, uh, it's going to score all your goals or have all your assists. Your stats are going to be going to these three players no that's kind of a byproduct and it also depends on the role that you're playing uh on the team if you put de Jong as a dp player and you're like oh well he has no goals no assists right but that's not what he's paid to do uh he was paid uh to help that back line to offer him protection and that's exactly what he did and if you offer him a dp contract then he did exactly what he was supposed to do his stats uh or the stats that people want to see or what they expect from a DP contract, it's just, it's not going to be there for that type of player. Don't know exactly the role Alessandrini will play as far as what is expected of him, uh, as far as scoring goals or or whatnot. Um, He, you know, is going to be asked to uh, uh, play a little bit more defense? Is it just all offense? I mean, we kind of just don't know yet. Um, But like I said, based on his, uh, where he was playing and who he was playing for, you got to figure that he was going to go over the salary cap. So I have no problem with this. I just hope that, um, you know, he brings something positive to the team and he has a change of venue and uh, I don't see any reason why, uh, you know, this wouldn't be a positive for us. He is a little injury prone. Apparently he is a little injury prone. So there is something that uh, we have to keep an eye on and Mm -hmm. we hope that's not the case because uh, we're a little thin.
2: You know, yeah.
1: Well, you know, Um, a a couple a couple guys go down. All of a sudden, like we're scrambling. Like, what do we do? (laughs)
2: Well, that's that's (laughs) funny. Where where we put that? Where that is the one? Like, you know, the the we we went and we signed a winger. He's like a pure pure winger. Um, That's where we are. That's where we are. Well,
1: well, the thing is, uh, from what I from what I read, I forgot where I'm not sure if it came from Kevin Baxter or somewhere else. But it said he can play on either wing, and if need be, he can play as a number ten. Hmm. if need be I think it's like it's like a last resort type thing uh so um I think that's interesting that he's that I mean uh, as uh being described as that versatile Uh, that's actually that again that's a that's a very good sign I like that I like hearing that it's not just that I'm stuck on the right wing and that's it Mm -hmm. Uh, and I can't be flexible to switch or go somewhere else this is the only role I play so I kind of like that as well I like that flexibility that versatility Uh, so again, just kind of what I'm seeing, uh, and what I'm reading about him, the little bits of information that again, I should be taking with a grain of salt is, uh, is very positive.
0: Well, like I mentioned the, the one time we did mention him, uh, two podcasts ago or so, uh, when I, I checked out like one of the four videos or three videos that he has on YouTube. And, of course, a grain of salt. You only see a few seconds, but he seems quite attack-minded. He he, right. he seems to, to shoot from distance. And, of distance. course, you know, the, se- the magic of... He seems to have of, good speed. Uh,
1: the magic of... He looks like uh, he fits
0: with the legit type of style as well, like we just said already, but, like, it looks real good. We'll,
1: so we'll see, see what happens. I mean, well, I really don't... You can't really trust uh, a video too much because, obviously, you're only... No, of course. They're uh, all you know Picking what you want to see and what you want to, you know, highlight. Yeah. We have uh, our cousin Chris. I, I remember when he was putting his... Uh, his recruitment video for uh, for uh, uh, colleges, uh, he played uh, high school football and he was getting his videos ready. And yeah, I mean, he was just putting on his uh, his uh, best moments, his hardest hits, at, you know, as a linebacker. Yeah, director. of course. You know, you're not going to put like, yeah. I, yeah, I this you, is that time I, I fucked I told, up. Yeah, this is the time I missed <laughs> that tackle. And I, you know, so it's...
0: it's yeah, that's obvious.
1: Yeah. So you yeah. kind of like take that, you know, you, t- you see those videos and, you know, you take that with a grain of salt, obviously. Yeah. I'm sure he's capable of doing some of the stuff. Uh, I saw videos where he's taking like some crazy like wonder goal shots and they're going in and it's like, okay, obviously he's capable of doing it. But does he do it all the time or is it one time out of 20? You know, like it just kind of depends. No,
0: yeah, of course. Of but, course. But you can always, you can always have a uh, subjective overview, overview. Like I remember when, we first, when I first saw Van Damme's uh, first video before he got here, I said pretty much the same exact thing. Yeah, and that flourished. So that was. Yeah. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I, I think right now I, I have. So you're calling it right now, Bob? I just you're like I'm right. No, I just.
0: <laughs> well, I, I would like. I would like to say that, but now freaking Lewis said about the injuries, and I'm all like, uh oh, this guy's gonna hurt. Well, get I mean, hurt.
1: in all fairness, <laughs> every player is. Is capable oh, yes, of being of course, injured, but, and any player can go down at any time. But if given you're already
0: time. injury prone right. and known for that, it's quite right. different. Yeah, he's.
2: I don't think he's like John O'Brien injury prone. But yeah,
0: yeah you know, I mean, I, like, I don't. He's you know, Mr. Glass, and we, we hope that's not the case because
1: because if you look at <laughs> if you look at the rest of the players where you have injury prone players, you're gonna if 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 you want to put Alice, Alice on that list already, you also got um, Jermaine Jones, who mm-hmm. you know
2: he only played games last year, last
1: year. Uh, granted that some of that was you know for suspension but you know uh he had a battle through uh, through injury uh yeah. Jazzy Zardis is injury prone he didn't finish yep. the season um uh, last year because of uh, broken, it, uh foot. broken foot um he didn't uh feature it's in It's all put pads the, on uh, these
0: guys now yeah uh he
1: he he uh he went in injured <laughs> uh in the January camp so he is also injury prone so, you look at this and you're saying, what, well, these guys go down," and and I know other people have been talking about it. Our depth isn't as what it was last year, so we might be in trouble. Well, if, you know, if, you know if okay. You know, I'm I'm glad, you, wor- I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. These are worst case scenarios, by
2: I'm, the way. No, no, no. I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because the well, other worst are, case scenarios are, happen. Our yeah, our our other podcast contemporaries, um, both Corner of the Galaxy and. Um, ride Squadcast have talked about how this team have talked about this team's depth right and last year we talked about (laughs) that's all what we said no no, but last (laughs) year we last year we talked about how deep deeply Mm -hmm. talented the 2016 team was it was deep it was talented like you had talent on the bench um and look where it got us like it to me it didn't I wasn't satisfied with oh we have a lot of talent on the bench. If you bring out one player, you're you're bringing in a player exactly you know as good if not better you know than the guy you're replacing him with, which is the case with a lot of ta- uh, teams that are, are talented. Um, I think I think this team, this year's team, if I'm looking at it in an optimistic light, it's more not so much about talent but about complementing each other. And, and it's not about how deep the team is. It's how... It, it, it really does seem like is trying to implement a system and making his system work for, for us and, and make the players gel with the system.
1: Last year when we were talking about the, the <laughs> roster up and down, um, we were all pretty much calling, and we've talked about this before, um, we' were calling a clean sweep for uh every tournament that we played and it was because of our depth we had a uh, our b roster for the us open Cup could uh, any one of those guys probably could have started on some other team um so we were already saying dude us open Cup is ours um you know mlS cup is ours even with a couple of injuries you have another guy that can just step up in there and be you know just as solid um we were ready to just run over the entire league. That obviously didn't happen. We came up empty all the way around. This year, and I know it starts with the coach, but everybody seems to think that it's almost a lost cause at this point because of the head coach. And you look at the signings. No, we haven't signed a big name. Um, We haven't uh, had the same type of splash as we've had even just from last year with the DeYoung signing with, uh, with uh, Ashley Cole and with Van Damme coming in to an already star-studded uh, lineup. So we're a little bit more quiet this year. And David, you might be right. It may not be about one or two guys on the team and you're focused around those two guys, but rather have the entire team just kind of get together and say, look, there is no that. superstar anymore. And well, I'm talking about right now, uh, no. and I know you have. To, I, I know you have said that, Bobby. Um, and instead, of saying, "Look, we now have a more balanced team, and this actually might be more helpful to us going forward."
2: Yeah, until the summer when Jonathan Dos Santos comes in. Until the summer in. when the <laughs> yeah, Jonathan this, Dos Santos is yeah.
1: coming in. And you know what? I'm kind of <laughs> glad you brought that up because if that happens, because the rumors still out there, and if and people are kind of assuming that it will happen in the summer. Yeah. Um, where does he fit? You've already signed all these midfielders. Why would you need to sign another one? Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense at this point. Signing Alessandrini, signing Jal Pedro, signing Jermaine Jones. Uh, you already have LeJet, who, mm-hmm. uh, who had a very, very good ja- uh, January camp uh, a, on the uh, men's national team, which we'll get to.
0: Um good performance.
1: Where do you put him in there? Uh, now, obviously, if come the summertime, uh, you do have an injury. To one of those players where you might need to fill up a, a, a role, or something is not kind of not clicking with that team, and something didn't really go according to plan, where maybe someone needs to go on the bench, and you need to bring them in. That's something different. Well, yeah, but as right now, back. at this moment, it kind of seems that that is an absolutely unnecessary move to make.
2: Well, it, it also seems like they're putting all their eggs into one Dos Santos basket, because um... By, by, Which kind of
1: goes exactly against what we just said about having the team being balanced, right?
2: Right. <laughs> by by. Uh, well, you know, but you know, MLS. It's a team. It's a it's a league of two seasons, or it's, it's a it's a season of two halves. I should say. If they're
0: putting all their, if they're putting
2: all their, if they're putting all their money into this Dos Santos basket, um, getting the brothers back together, making making uh, dos, uh Giovanni happy, uh, by bringing his brother in, <clears throat> um, it will upset the it could potentially upset the team it could potentially the locker room right um mm-hmm. not only in the locker room i think on the field because then you have to shoehorn this guy in
1: yeah
2: with uh a, a, you know with Jao pedro or jermaine jones or or you know you're probably pushing legit out which
1: none of the, the or you're is, pushing
2: is, Le, or or they're, you're thinking that they might be moving jossie on and they'll put uh, they'll, you know, they'll put somebody up front a little bit or Jermaine Jones can play center back. But, but,
1: but Jazzy's Zardes is not going to be in that midfield. He's not going to mm-hmm. be in that midfield this year. I, I don't, it has to be, again, it has to be a matter of an injury or maybe a suspension or maybe a player needs a break or whatever. The, I would say maybe even... No, actually, no, that's not even the case because uh, uh, he would be on the national team too. So he wouldn't be replacing it, it just I don't see him playing in the midfield this season. I think he's going to be up top. Uh, this season and and, uh because we've uh, we we said that look we're thin in the midfield and we went out and got three midfielders and Mm -hmm. um it it isn't like uh we didn't pick up players that are going to be on the bench for depth uh we picked starters okay yeah we Uh, all our depth is supposed
2: to be coming from galaxy two right exactly Mm
1: -hmm. which uh, i'm fine i'm fine with that at least at the moment uh, because I don't know <laughs> if we're winning or losing yet. but, uh, yeah. but Right now, we're doing well. Right now, we're doing all right. We're undefeated. Um, but, um, you know, when you're using uh, Tam and DP status, you don't want those players on the bench, as we've learned last year. So, you don't want your two most expensive players riding the bench because of a bad performance or because they're affecting the team. I don't see them just putting one of those guys on the bench to make way for some other guy who you pay more money for because you don't want to see him on the bench. In which case, again, why sign him? At least as, as of this moment, he is unnecessary. Yeah. But we have no idea what the needs of the team will be come June or July because it's yeah. very possible that one of those players isn't working out or, or maybe it could be another player that isn't working out. It doesn't have to be those three. Um, it could be very well that if uh, there's an injury that happens, he's an ending injury, and you might need to call him in, then so be it. Um, or what if we lose, for example, a geo to an injury? Now we need to get right. a forward. Yeah, we don't need a midfielder. Mm-hmm. We need, now we have to look for a forward. So bringing another midfielder again, just it doesn't make sense. So there's a lot of, you know, things that can happen, and I think you have to take that wait and see approach to see what is going on in June, and if everything is on the up and up, as another factor, if everything is perfect, that everything is meshing together. Bringing in another player for the sole purpose of we have a DP slot open, regardless if it's Dos Santos or another player, almost seems, again, pointless to mess up that chemistry if, at that moment, everything is going well.
2: Mm, I mm, I don't know. I, I, I still think that while signing Jonathan Dos Santos probably isn't the right thing to do at that point, if uh, assuming that the, your scenario goes through. Uh, I think bringing in a, bringing which... in a player that could complement other players, um, but again, or a player... push or push other players to perform better. I think is is not a bad it's not necessarily a bad thing.
1: Right. But signing wait, a player but...
2: that's going to come in and and you know sort of expect to be the new king, that's a different story.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying, I, I'm, and yes. I'm talking about the, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos in particular. If you're bringing in that type of a player.
0: No, he's coming gonna in to be, be a star for sure. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. That'd be he's gonna be. Put that'll cause front resentment. And front that'll and cause issues. And if he
1: knocks off someone else's uh, position just because. Look, we're not gonna put this guy on the bench. He's gonna be put in here somewhere, and you mess up the team's chemistry. You know that is uh, that's a bad move. It's unnecessary.
2: Well, then then that'll that'll tell us a lot about you know the the, the new the yeah. new front office right, uh, the, right. the organization and. and uh, you know, sort of whether or not, Pete Vainus has the, has the stones to say to Gio and and Gio's dad, look, this doesn't make sense for us right now. We're not going to do this. Uh, maybe next season, that's a different story. Yeah. You can rebuild. You can retool the team a little bit. Uh, you know, depending on how well the Jet does now that he's sort of. Um, featuring, or he he got his call up with the national team. Maybe you can move him on. Well, he was always, I mean, on...
1: his skill was always there. If you're a Galaxy fan, you knew exactly oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah, yeah, the sure, brought to the sure. table. Um, maybe the rest of the country might be... Uh, yeah, they're,
2: new, they're new to too legit to quit. For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So, we, let's let's, him, let's like, start talking like, about that. Let's, talk, let's talk about that? the national team. So the U.S. national team played Serbia, a Serbian C team. Fire Bruce Arena. Yeah, to be fair, to be fair... Out. The US the US national team was probably about a C team as well. Um they played their first game against Bruce Arena to a really, really boring 0 0 uh draw. Um I would say the two the two like standouts for the entire game were LeJet, who came in in the second half for Jermaine Jones, who was maybe the other like standout player of of the team. I thought Graham Zusi did okay at right back. Um, although he, you know, he's not, he wasn't really challenged all that much. He did do better than Greg Garza and he did do better than, um, via Fania, uh, on the other side. Um, legit came in. He was, he was a little hot and cold. Like he came in and he was, uh, he, he started out. He came in a try. He came in, he came in really he hard. Worked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. He worked. He came in and he, worked. I was. I thought I was seeing Robbie Keane out there because I kept seeing him <laughs> drop deep into the midfield like, hey, come on, give me the ball. He's you know, he's waving his arms. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, he he also had some giveaways. He, he had some bad moments as well. So I think it was a good start for LeJet. Um, I'd like to see him on the national team again. Uh, again, Jermaine Jones in the first forty-five minutes. I was joking around on Twitter that day about like I'm gonna have to Photoshop the little red bar above his head because he's not gonna last more than forty-five minutes. And sure enough, he didn't <laughs> last forty more than forty-five minutes. Not because of fitness reasons, just because Bruce Arena just wanted to give kind of give him a trot out and then you know yeah, send him no back to for his the team. There's game. no need for him to be there the whole game. What do you think? Well, yeah. Lewis is just sitting here, looking at me like he's, no, got I'm I'm just no, no, no. he's getting I'm ready just to unload. You. Hold on, hold on. Do I need to finish. lube up?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no um, I gross. think that this uh, it's it's typical of a January friendly. I, I people boring? always complain uh-huh. about that it's boring and that uh, th- that they don't look. Uh, uh, you know they're not clicking, and I'm like, yeah, that's not what's supposed to happen. It's an off season for us. You're trying out new players. You're trying out uh, new systems. Um, people are making their first, uh, being called in for the very first time, getting their first caps. Um, people call- try
2: extra, extra hard. People
1: try extra, extra hard. Um, people are trying to make a name for themselves, uh, and you know, it's. I think. From what I saw in, in I, th- I only saw the second half of this game, uh, but uh, from what I did see, um, the, the people that I thought were going to benefit the most from Bruce Arena being coach was Darrington Nagmi, Sasha Kleshton, Benny Halver and probably Sebastian lejet and uh, I know Benny Phil didn't really get too many minutes. I thought, oh, he, I thought
2: had... he, I thought he came in and like started bossing the game a oh, little bit. I, he I, he came in, he did well.
1: I, I didn't really see. I thought Nagby from, did from, pretty well. I, I, I thought had... of, like I don't think he really stood out for me. For me personally, I don't think really think he stood out. But Nagby stood out. Legit had his yeah, moments. Well. Um, and Clesson uh seemed to connect very well with Nagby. So I mean that's exactly what happened. So as far as I'm concerned, I think that the camp has been. A success because this particular camp is about trying new players out. Uh, those guys, um, hardly ever featured uh, under uh Klinsman. And here you have uh, a new regime, they come in and they uh, they have uh, good camps, they have a good game, albeit with the C team. But that's with any, any January camp. If you're expecting a result or criticizing the team because you can't beat a Serbian C team it's just I don't know that's just kind of frustrating for me. I've always defended Klinsman like when people got on his case like Oh my God, well they can't even beat uh, this team in January and blah blah. Mm-hmm. blah where you mm-hmm. know and it's doomsday. Well, get on Bruce Arena's case then because mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened here. Well,
0: to be David. yeah, but we still need to be fair. But that's <laughs> the, but that's what but that, but that's what Lewis is saying. But that's what Lewis saying is that he is being fair. Yeah, and he's not going to jump down Bruce Arena's no. throat in this game. Right. Because he, his expectations yeah. are reality-based. Yeah. Because if, if, honestly, with me, for me, watching this game was kind of just like a scout. Like you're just yeah. chilling out. You're just watching this game. Basic, because yeah. I wasn't expecting anything. Also, my, my expectations aren't that high um i didn't expect much from the team as a whole anyways because i always just see little sparks of individual players but then everybody kind of dies down no matter what that's what we've been seeing through klinsman and that's how we're seeing kind of right now still i did like i do agree with the Nagmi. i do i think we're biased with legit for sure because we already know what we're looking for with legit and we like what he when he comes in and he has that energy and he really wants to play and um and and for for good reasons is his first cap um But yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, I'm not gonna like for me. I'm not gonna judge it crazily. I'm not gonna go crazy, but I'm not impressed either.
1: If you're judging this team and based on the January games, if it's any if you're judging this as any indication of what's gonna happen in March against Honduras, you are just grossly mistaken. It doesn't reflect that. Um, If you're saying that okay, we have a new coach and you're more optimistic and you're looking to this game to feel that way again you're sorely mistaken the only time that you should be uh switching or at least feeling a bit more confident or less confident or the same as you did with the last regime is after the this game in March because that should be your your gauge did you beat them um did you did you, you, look, did did you, you look, look competent did you look competent doing it that's where you gauge it. Not these friendlies where you're experimenting. This is where you need to experiment. You don't experiment on World Cup qualifiers. You don't experiment on tournaments that, you know, you don't experiment at the World Cup. You don't experiment at, you know, uh, the uh, even the Gold Cup or the Copa America. You're, those are the tournaments that you want to win or at least have a good showing on. You experiment during these friendlies because that's exactly what they are. They mean nothing. I'd rather go, oh, and... You know the year in friendlies and win the games that actually matter. So um, you should be judging the team on what they do uh, come March, and there is absolutely no indication of how that's gonna uh, how that's gonna go based on uh, the Serbia game. Yeah, January
2: so, January is the equivalent of a preseason in MLS or any other league for that matter, or any
1: other friendly for that matter, since they really don't mean anything. I mean, it is preparation for a bigger game down the line. So, yeah. so, I mean, that's why I don't put too much stock into friendlies.
0: We'll see.
1: But, you know, March is, uh, you know, about two months away now. I mean, it's the end of March, I think, is when the, the qualifier is. Yep. So, you roughly On got March like, 20... I think it's 25th or 28th 5th? or something. Yeah, somewhere around there. So, you roughly still have about two months left. There's still uh, quite some time uh brucery. I mean, it's going to come, you know, very quickly, obviously. But, um, it, Start to uh, you're gonna start to get nervous. You know, come mid March, we're like, okay, this is it. You know, this is go time. It was it uh, you know, if you need to turn things around, it is right now. It's I believe it is a home game, right? Yes. Yeah so, yeah. so so it's, it's, it's um it's, it's must win. It's must win. There's well, no it's question not about a that. a must win. But no no no. You... It's must win.
2: <laughs> it is must win. Yeah.
1: I think if <laughs> I think anything less than a win, is not gonna satisfy anybody
2: it's not going to satisfy the amount of points that we need to get out of qualifying
1: again mexico qualified <laughs> with only two victories so um we're i mean we're, it doesn't help our cause if we don't get the three points but it's not must win where we're eliminated right after that right. but um I, anything less than those three points is going to be very very disappointing and um for everybody including the players and the coach they know that so yeah. um you're not supposed to be dropping points at home um mm-hmm. so We'll uh we we'll wait and see.
2: Well Friday Friday they play against Jamaica, so that's their second game of the, the January camp. Um few guys get got sent back to their teams. Jermaine Jones, one of them, Um Leget too, did he? Leget stayed. Did he stay? Yeah, Leget stayed. I mm-hmm. think Nagby might have gotten sent home. Um Kleshin for sure got sent home. Mm-hmm. Um I, I didn't Clutchin. he He's a type of player where he he's a really good MLS player and uh, he has his moments where he can unlock defenses, but he does he it doesn't seem to always be there. Like for me, I think Benny Failhaber was he stepped up to to the plate a little bit better than than. Uh, than Clushton did, but you know we'll 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 see. It's, it's, it's only, January. Count. I don't
1: want to get too much into this because we always get into this. Uh, you know when we talk about the men's national team, but you look at a guy like Kleschen or Phil Harbour, uh, and like you said, they're good MLS guys. Um, and I'm sure they'll be they'll be effective against the Honduras and Panamas and Trinidads. Uh, come the World Cup, do you have confidence that they'll be able to unlock a defense with harder oppos- uh and more difficult opposition, and I'm not Phil Hubbard, f-
2: yes, because he's done it in the past for the national team,
1: but he hasn't featured in the national team for right, a while, for I seven mean, years, right? So, I mean, it is a comp- it, it, honestly, that's a complete different era at that point when you're talking about soccer and the national team. It's a different era, sure. So, um, personally, I don't have that much confidence in the you know those players uh, to be like these uh, superstars that we were hoping that they would be come world cup time world cup time but again it, it goes back to the argument do we really have world class players or not and what needs to change and we're not going to get to that right now so let's uh let's move on
2: let's move on to um <laughs> oh, and boy. you can tell bobby
1: Oof. don't start don't start this don't, don't start oh god oh god oh god i
0: know uh, uh, I, I will bobby.
1: enter a clip of every other podcast we've had on the national team <laughs> and we'll insert it
0: just shut up yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll just, I'll just dub them over each other and you'll just hear this crazy like King Crimson (laughs) echo of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, So let's talk about MLS expansion. (sighs) We're growing, you guys. We're growing and growing. So we have... fatter and fatter. Yeah, man. Shit. (laughs) Uh, So this year, as you guys know, we have Atlanta coming in. Uh, we have Minnesota coming in. You know what's funny is that uh, Bobby and I were at a dinner the other day. We were talking to some, uh, to some, some friends of friends. Um, Very fancy. And um, <laughs> exactly. And uh, one of the one of the, the people we were talking to was a sporting Kansas City fan. She said she used to sit in the cauldron and blah blah blah. And we were trying to get get her to uh, convince her to come out to um, MLS game or to a Galaxy game. And as we were talking, we're, we started talking about LAFC. And the, they were like, there's going to be another LA team. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, You know, we started talking about LAFC. And then I said, oh, yeah, Minnesota's coming in this year. And she asked me, he's like, oh, what is, what what's the, the, the name? What is that, the name of that team? I said, oh, I think it's <laughs> Minnesota, United, Minnesota United. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Minnesota. And I said, oh, Atlanta's coming in as well. And she's like, oh, what's that one called? And we're like. United? <laughs> Atlanta United? And it turns out, yes, it was actually Atlanta yeah, United. It, uh, it sounded wrong at the time. Um, but, you know, there it is. Uh, obviously, we have LAFC coming in. But 12 new cities have put in their bids... To join MLS. Which
1: is both.
0: How many are called United? Well, oh, wow. all of them. Are, all of
1: them, I'm assuming, yeah.
0: Shut up. Either, either United because, or, because or FC. Because Americans seem to think
1: that every team around the world is named United. <laughs> so. well, that's not
2: true. Some of them are named FC. <laughs> 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 so let's let's talk about, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw these names out there and you guys give me your reactions on whether or not they would be, you, you would like to see MLS in those places. Charlotte. No. Charlotte, North Carolina. Nothing. No. No. no? Home of the, the home of the Hornets. No. Wait. Is it the Hornets? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> You don't even know. I don't who. even know. I'm bad <laughs> at sports, guys. And it's not guys. the Hornets, by <laughs> it, the way.
2: Go on. Wasn't no. it? the Bumblebees it or something to, it, it used, used to, to be, be? But no,
1: it's yeah, not. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Not God, anymore. Damn you. But okay. Nashville. Nineteen ninety-two, guys. <laughs> Nashville, home of the Texans. No, 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 that's not right. God, (laughs) just shut up, (laughs) David. Just say the cities. No. So, what do you guys? What do you guys think about Nashville? No. No.
0: No. I don't know. 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 There's always
2: uh, men's national team games in Nashville. They they come out for those. No. Uh, Unlike unlike they did in in, numbers uh, in the stadium, right? Uh, Indianapolis. No. Uh, They their USL team or NASL team Indy Eleven has had some success. I think that. Indianapolis would be a great place for MLS. Uh, Detroit. No. Yeah. Detroit's a bad idea, guys. Don't, don't do Detroit. Phoenix. No. God, no. So damn hot.
1: <laughs> St. Louis. No. Really? Okay. But before you start, you finish the list. I'm going to say no to all of them. We have too many bloody teams in this league. We don't need expansion. (laughs) I'm sorry. Eventually, we're gonna have like 50 teams in the league, and I don't know what the hell that's gonna accomplish. I seriously,
2: yeah, Rorrell, yeah, right. We have talked about this already.
1: I seriously don't think we. I don't want any more teams. Not there's nothing against the city. It's just that it's just too much at this point.
0: It's, a lot, it's a lot of teams. It's a lot of teams. And then now that they're talking Sacramento and San Diego right. in California, yeah. it's just, come on, man. Look, in, in all
1: honesty, okay, uh, finish your list. I'm sorry. Go
2: okay. ahead, finish so your S- list. St. Louis, I think, would also be a great place, place for MLS. has always been a hot, soccer hotbed. Uh, Raleigh.
0: Stop asking. Uh, just uh, Ch- yeah, so keep yeah. going.
2: Raleigh, <laughs> San Antonio, Sacramento, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, San Diego okay so there you
1: go uh, again i, I stand like by my nose minutes. by the way i, I don't got, want to we see
2: got to, we got we had a little bit of time to film but yeah, a guys, little bit. come on um, period, shut <laughs> up <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so again i stand by i don't want to see expansion if, if you're giving me this lesson i had to make a choice i think sacramento would be in there
2: gun to your head lewis what prediction time yes. gun oh, to God, head. My <laughs> head.
1: okay david has a gun to my head right now i'm picking sacramento
2: wrong bang
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i'm picking um, like, yes we don't
2: have to do this ever again
1: <laughs> <laughs> where'd you get that gun <laughs> um it's a and uh probably uh, uh i I'd probably fisting. go with uh st louis to be honest uh but uh i, I wouldn't be uh too too bad uh, i guess, uh, with san diego i think but i i, I it's like uh yeah, San Diego. Thing. It's kind of way down there on the list, but probably just for that California thing uh, at the at the most. Yeah, see,
0: like when I look when I look at it, I'm like, and which one am I going to?"
1: Right, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> I, I would drive down to San Diego. I would drive to Las Vegas. You know, if they, you know, this if they were on the list. Um, uh, <laughs> come on, but, Vegas, come on, Vegas, get in there! Come on, Vegas, get in there!
2: the las vegas raider soccer team <laughs> and whatever united <laughs> and whatever and
1: i know there, there's a hockey team headed there soon too uh but the yeah I, again i i think for me i think it would be probably like sacramento or maybe st louis um i but again i just i don't see the point of expanding at this point i think i think we're fine three teams ago, four teams ago, um, we're going to get to a point where it's just like who, what city doesn't have a MLS team. <laughs>
2: a lot of cities <laughs> the United states is enormous
1: I know but uh, I mean
0: I mean it's it's you know it's cool to to, to, to I build think teams I, I think and it's cool for c- cities to have their own teams and everything I, I think but. what
1: they're trying to do uh is uh pretty much be on par with the rest of the the major sport leagues around the country mm-hmm. uh which yeah. have about 32 to 34 teams mm-hmm. so I think that's pretty much where I think it's gonna be headed um, which would make us uh, Unless I'm wrong, uh, someone please tell me uh, if there's a league that's bigger than um, this—the biggest soccer league in the entire uh, world—with the most teams in in their top division, and it's just uh, and none
2: none in the lower division, none in the lower division. (laughs) It's just
1: um, it's just too much. I think I think uh, I read this last year. uh, What they did in Argentina, I think they expanded to close to thirty teams um i i'll be honest i wanted to keep a close eye on that i didn't (laughs) Um, (laughs) but i i I just kind of like yeah um i moved and uh, that you know other priorities like set in but i i I should keep an eye out Ooh. Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) so um i I didn't see what what happened i know a lot of people were not happy with that Uh, a lot of bad um uh People were predicting like this is really bad for the league. Um, the, the league is going to go bankrupt. It's going to, you know, they're just talking Armageddon. I'm sure they're just purists, you know, uh, you know, staying the worst case scenarios. But I know Argentina tried something like that. But I mean, uh, it's not the same case in MLS. I just really believe that they're going to uh, try to get on par with the rest of the major sports leagues. But um, I'm personally uh, not for that.
2: Look, man, the World Cup is expanding. Why not expand MLS? Forty-eight teams, I say.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we can have three. We can have three divisions, and that's our cue to exit. <laughs> our podcast will be so much longer. Oh my god!
2: Our podcast will take two days to record.
0: <laughs> oh goodness! I'd lose my shit.
1: <laughs> I, don't want, I don't even want to think about that countdown. <laughs>
0: All right. all right, guys. Do we have any more time for anything else? you guys have any last thoughts right? I anything?
2: have.
1: Uh, I don't think I have any last thoughts. Really? No libertadores? huh? No, no. I, I just kind of put that out there just to be funny. But no, I have nothing
0: to do. Cool.
2: Jerk, you got me all excited. I was like, ooh, I'm going to learn today.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, Louis. Are we going to be getting a new article from you soon?
1: Um, By the time this podcast is up, it should be up on our website. If not, give it about, when am I getting give it? about a day or two uh, at the most after this podcast uh, goes up. But uh, I will have a new article going in where um, I could possibly have some people take a deep breath and relax or I'd be the most hated person on this podcast.
2: That's saying a lot. Yeah. I mean, you are the guy that sticks up for Ashley Cole. Bobby and I kind of don't care for him that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're going to be proven right, no, damn it. man. I've, I already know our some listeners over here are getting super pissed that just hearing yeah, that. No, they're,
2: they're, those <laughs> listeners just turned us off. <laughs> so they don't they're, they're not
1: listening anymore they're and listening. we can say whatever we want about them yeah, they
0: get,
1: they got.
0: <laughs> uh, all right so yeah do, it will do, definitely do be, i do a preview
1: uh, or do i just leave it yeah at please sure I, I lost okay, i lost reception so, so i didn't hear so, you so uh, go i was uh, debating uh, during our last podcast two weeks ago about whether i want to go on this rant or not and um, i decided to bite my tongue on it um I decided then that I need to raw. vent, but in a way that I would hope they didn't come out uh, too aggressive. But, um, point being, that what I'm hearing in social media from the fans, um, there's just a lot of negativity coming in um, from the fans, a lot of frustration, which, you know, some is warranted, but I, I do believe that some people have just been taking it too far. And, uh, quite frankly, it's just, I've gotten to a point where I've had to just step away from social media and not, you know, constantly hear it. Um, which makes it very difficult since one of my jobs on this podcast is man the Twitter. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I got to a point where I just kind of like
0: do your job, Louis, know, <laughs>
1: where I just kind of had it. And so I said, okay, how do I kind of like curb this a little bit? So I, I kind of just kind of, put my views as to you know why i have the views i have um i tell my uh how i kind of got started um with the galaxy and uh why i am a fan and why i have stayed a fan um and my views aren't as uh negative or as critical or as um just going overboard as i'm constantly seeing in uh social media and i just kind of uh address that um a bit so in a way i am kind of venting uh because i didn't get to do it in the last podcast so um that's pretty much what it is what, what it's gonna be all right cool david uh, yeah i do have one more thing
2: um for those of you who live in long beach you guys just got christmas again uh the galaxy have announced that uh they're going to provide shuttle rides from a uh, location in long beach to the games. So if you live in long beach, congratulations, you have an easy way to booze crews over to the games. Uh, you know, and you don't have to deal with the um, sometimes horrendous parking situation at the, at the stadium. Most
0: of the time. Yeah.
2: So that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing stuff like this. Obviously LA is a big place, yes. so it would be very difficult to have this happen from multiple locations. Um, but you know, a little bit, little bit goes a long way. Um, you know, folks in Long Beach that uh, are Galaxy fans, uh, zero cool, I'm talking to you. Uh, I'm sure we'll be happy that they'll get to uh, to boost Cruise over to uh, Galaxy Games from now on.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is LA Is Our House, episode 55. We're saying goodbye. This is David. Bye-bye. Louis. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Follow us on our website, LAIsOurHouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter. Up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button and we'll see you in the next episode.